This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. This is our last show of 2023 and guess where we are headed for it? Woodbine, the center of the universe when it comes to horse racing in Canada. First up, George Soares, Woodbine's Vice President, Stakeholder Relations and newly minted Chair of Directors of the Ontario Restaurant, Hotel and Motel Association. George was instrumental in securing the Great Place to Work accolade for Woodbine Entertainment in 2017 and 2018 and now has an integral role in Woodbine's future plans both on the track and off. Next up, Woodbine superstar track announcer Robert Geller, whose velvet voice has guided fans through so many amazing races. His whole life is dedicated to the horse racing industry, and he has thrilling tales to tell from around the world and right here at home, some of which he will share with us today. Ah, and then there's Tony Elliott, Woodbine Entertainment's marketing manager of racing and wagering. Tony's going to set the stage for Woodbine Mohawk's traditional Boxing Day card. How exciting. And give us a sneak peek at what we can expect as Woodbine Mohawk Park heads into its winter racing season, much to the delight of so many standard-bred fans. Speaking of delight, that would be my co-host Larry Simpson, and he is that for sure. He's joining us to once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing. It's going to be a great show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to work overtime today. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my wonderful co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. We're actually looking at the year that was in horse racing news. Larry, you are an aficionado. You're passionate about the industry. What were the highlights for you? Well, not to sound like a broken record, uh, Anne, one would be the King's Plate. Like just being there, it came back in style. Uh, it was just a, it was just a great day, um, and I enjoyed it uh, immensely. I guess you could say. And oh and, yes, there was a race. And and there was a race, <laughs> and it was a, it was a, it was a great race too. And and uh, you know it, it was just uh, well done by uh, by Woodbine and and everybody that supported it. So that would be number one. And then the incredible race by TCI in the Mohawk Million, like uh, the horse broke stride at the, at the gate and, and looked like he was just completely out of it and then just circled the field and, and won. You know, it was just amazing. I've, I've seen the horses break at the, at the gate. They don't usually even, you know, make it in, into the top four, but uh, this was just a super performance by Super Horse. On winged feet and also Mark McKelvey. That was probably the call of his lifetime. Yes, and, and we had Mark on uh, last week, and he said that, like to call a million-dollar race and, and a race like that, that uh, with the, like, it was just epic, you know. So it'll, it'll go down in history as an epic race, I think. And I think number three, the highlight is the popularity of the show and its growth it continues to expand, which I think is a tip of the chapeau to the people behind this production and the many guests who take the time out of their busy days to give us the great interviews. So, And, of course, our listeners, like uh, they're the ones that are supporting us, and uh, yeah, it's great. We'd be nowhere without them. Right, and our sponsors as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you are the creator of the show. You are the show. And it's been a, my honor and privilege to have worked with you all this year. Well, privilege to be mine, too. Thank you. And let's look forward to 2024. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are so pleased to be joined today by Woodbine Entertainment's VP Stakeholder Relations, George Soros. He's also the new chair of directors of the esteemed Ontario Restaurant, Hotel and Motel Association, and so much more. Let's bring him in. Hey, George, I know that you are a little under the weather when it comes to your throat. How are you doing? Good morning, Ann and Larry. Really, really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to get through this best I can. Uh, struggling a little bit with, uh, with a bit of voice loss, but, uh, but otherwise doing really, really well. You sound like you could be part of a boy band. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, one of one of the things that I really enjoy doing is singing, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't think I'll be able to to do that today. Oh, thank God! Ne- <laughs> next next time we interview you, how about that? <laughs> so let's oh, that get, would let, be a lot of fun. Yeah. Let, let's I mean, get let's get down to business. All right, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about your role as VP Stakeholder Relations with Woodbine, George. Oh, thanks, Larry. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great couple of months. Um, you know. Uh, really, really special time for me. I mean, I've, I've been with, with Woodbine for uh, almost 25 years. And uh, this past October, 
um, you know, to be asked to kind of step away from uh, a job that I'd been doing, uh, I think, relatively well for a long time in core operations um, and to, to kind of lead to start to focus on something so important, which is about, you know, how do we strategically and appropriately manage the various relationships we have with so many stakeholders that touch our business, whether at the you know, different levels of government, uh, our you know, amazing industry stakeholders, uh, all of our team members. Um, so, you know, on reflection, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a really great time. Um, you know, I think really, really, um, you know, nice to, to be able to, uh, to focus on something new after, after the long time that I've had. And uh, super, super excited to, uh, to get started in the new year. Tell us what you were doing before this new job. What, what was your role at Woodbine before this? Yeah, so I was VP operations, so I had responsibility to lead the amazing teams in food and beverage, guest services, security, property services, procurement, and cash operations, uh, as well as all of our operating groups at Woodbine uh, Mohawk Park. How does that tie in with your new role as the chair of directors of the Ontario Restaurant, Hotel, and Motel Association? Busy guy, by the way. I think the tie-in is, you know, really around the fact that I spent most of my career and most of the amazing roles that I've had at Woodbine uh, in food and beverage or hospitality. So there was a natural fit when I joined the ORHMA board a few years ago um, and, uh, you know, worked with Tony Alenis, the president and CEO, and the amazing team there. Uh, you know, they're really, really focused on advocacy for the the, the entire hospitality industry, uh, you know, developing really good value-add programs for operators um, in that industry, things like, uh, you know, programs that help reduce costs um, and, um, you know, educational training programs, you know, assistance in dealing with uh, with the really, really serious workforce issues that, you know, many industries are facing. But Certainly, the hospitality industry has been has been has been affected by. It. How long have you been part of the association, George? And and what was it like to be named the chair of directors? I was about 2017 uh, when I was asked to join um, one of uh, one of my industry colleagues, uh, who's at uh, MLSE. He was the incoming chair, and uh, he had asked me if I'd be interested to to join and to learn more about uh, the great work that ORHMA does. And I agreed to do it. So it was a great, a great learning experience. My first uh, board role. Um, again, like I said earlier, I played, uh, you know, a few, uh, you know, roles over the last few years. And I mean, listen, I mean, to be, uh, to be tapped on the shoulder to, to, to kind of, uh, you know, lead with, uh, you know, with, with Tony uh, and the team there as chair. Uh, it's very humbling. It's, it's an absolute honor to do it. Um, you know, I'm really excited for what's to come. A really exciting agenda. And uh, it feels really, really great to, to, to be asked to play this important. Okay, rewind time. We're going to go back in time. So you joined uh, Woodbine Entertainment many years ago, several decades ago. What led you there and what were you doing before Woodbine? So I've spent pretty much all of my working life in some form of food service. So I, um, uh, you know, during high school, I was, uh, you know, I, I, I learned the craft of butchery. And, um, you know, when I finished my first round of college, I decided to go to chef school. So I, I, I had a wonderful time learning the craft and learning the trade of cooking and, and, and cooking techniques, worked in some restaurants. And shortly after I graduated, that was the time where Woodbine and, uh, and Mohawk, they were starting to transition to get ready for the slots of racetrack program. 
So that was early 1999. And uh, the food and beverage program vision to help support the slots of racetrack at Woodbine at Mohawk was just massive. So um, there were many, many opportunities that became available. And I started in April of 1999 in the quick service um, department of food and beverage um, as a supervisor. And you just grew from there. Well, I, I have <laughs> to tell you that it, it's often, uh, I'm, I'm about to turn 50 next month, so it, there's a lot of reflections that, a lot of time that I spent on reflection. And, and certainly when I think about the, my work and, and the time that I spent at Woodbine, uh, I mean, it's just, it's nothing but blessings that I've had uh, to be able to, have, you know, had so many really, really cool progressive opportunities. Um, you know, this, you know, I've had, I've had two pretty significant um, uh, opportunities that were, you know, very different from any of the training that I'd received, the education that I'd, you know, been involved in. And, you know, just to have, you know, the, the organization's confidence in me and, uh, and you know, in my abilities, um, it, it just feels really, really great. We were talking off air the other night, uh, George, about the King's Plate this year's edition and going forward. Is there, what was your opinion of the King's Plate this year? And have you got any tidbits for us about you know, what could be coming up next year? Absolutely. To do a quick recap of last year's King's Plate, I mean, the you know, the first installment after many, many years and just the rename of it, we were extremely pleased right, to have an event, um, you know, that, you know, truly this past year, it really felt that the pandemic, the effects of it were really, really behind us. We had a sold out crowd this year. We had a record handle. Uh, we had so many new activations. And, you know, so much that we walked away from the event uh, with, with such anticipation of how, how we're going to continue to grow this, not only next year in 2024, uh, but in the future as things even further evolve across our property. Next year's King's Plate is going to be bigger and better. I think that's how I'll start to kind of describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, you know, setting extremely ambitious goals. We are going to be confident in the decisions that we make and how we attract new fans, how we maximize our revenue opportunities, how we elevate our brand, you know, the reach that we that we're going to put in place to, to really, you know, do our best to have, you know, the, the, the King's Plate, its rich history and how it touches everyone. And, you know, we're going to do, it, you know, in the most uh, in the most kind of logical appropriate ways the work has started already so you know it's 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 such a big event that the moment that we conclude the event within you know three four days we're already talking about the next year's event so mm-hmm. plans are well underway um you know what i can share with you both is that we are uh i mean i think everyone knows that the that the race will run on saturday uh, which is a bit of a change and we're excited about that we are looking at trying to create a two-day festival this year um, you know, certainly the, you know, the, the incorporation of music and fashion and food, uh, you know, stay tuned for some more details on that. But, you know, that'll certainly be part of, uh, you know, the two-day festival event. Um, we have, um, you know, a massive and beautiful new casino resort that opened this past June. Uh, the folks at Great Canadian and the folks at Brookfield did a fantastic job building this beautiful, beautiful casino resort about 30 acres of land the way that the new casino resort is integrated with our grandstand building 
is going to provide us with so many new opportunities to help showcase the day, help showcase the amazing race card uh, that we'll have on, and, uh, and we'll be able to create some really great new uh, premium experiences to help drive new fans. When I had the honor of meeting you about a month ago and touring uh, Woodbine, one thing that struck me, your your reaction to the artist renderings of the future of Woodbine, and you mm-hmm. were very specific. You showed me everything that was going to be coming, and you were just like a kid in a candy store. Obviously, <laughs> the, obviously, it means a lot to you, and how involved are you in the vision, the future of Woodbine? Yeah, it sure does. It's it's so exciting. I mean, I've had the, you know, I've, I've been so fortunate to be, you know, around for as long as I have, and, you know, to to see how the the vision has been evolved for how we're going to you know maximize the uh the the incredible asset of our property um you know the you know the vision and you know how we're going to develop things over the next you know 5 10 20 30 years has shifted from you know from time to time you know we're sitting on about 400 acres of land such valuable land and 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 how we develop that uh is going to have such incredible incredible um you know positive impacts uh, to, to Rexdale, to the city of Toronto. It starts with this massive, massive resort that I've mentioned that took about five years to build. So it just goes to show how long it's going to take. But, you know, I think Jim Lawson has been an incredible visionary thus far in really kind of leading the charge and having the right, you know, folks at Woodbine and, and other stakeholders that we're working with to ensure that, you know, we don't move too fast and, and we're making the best decisions at the appropriate time. So it's it's so so exciting just to see how things are going to continue to evolve and develop over the over the coming years. So you mentioned earlier, George, about it maybe being a two-day festival for the King's Plate. Will you be involving the uh, casinos concert center at all? Yeah. So that thanks for bringing that up. I mean, we're we're really excited. The um, the within the within the new casino resort, uh, the, the the you know the folks at Great Canadian are extremely excited to open uh, their new 5,000 seat uh, concert venue, and they're calling it the Theater at uh, the Great Canadian Resort Toronto. Uh, so that'll open uh, for its first public event on December 31st. Uh, Tom Cochran will be performing. And, um, you know, we're absolutely in discussions with them um, about how we can leverage the use of the theater, of of uh, even outdoor casino lands, uh, especially those that are south-facing uh, to to our beautiful racetrack. Um, so, you know, we haven't, we don't have anything locked down as of yet, but, um, you know, it's going to make so much sense for us and for them as they look for ways to try to leverage our major stakes races, the large crowds that we attract on those days, and, and really how we can create this together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a role that, you know, it's, it's a focus of mine in this role here uh, to stay very, very well connected with, with our casino partners, uh, to really try to cross-promote our businesses, uh, to, you know, cross-promote the, the entertainment that we provide uh, so that we can create success together. You had me at Tom Cochran. <laughs> life, life is a highway. Maybe Woodbine is a horse highway. <laughs> George, on behalf of the show... Thanks for coming on and, and, and doing this. I know you were you were kind of struggling a little bit, but I, I told you before you came on, you would get through it. So, But uh, season's greetings to you and your family, and uh, yes. we'll have you on back real soon. 
Well, Larry, thank you so much. I, I'm actually so impressed that I got through it. Uh, <laughs> we apologies. Are I did the best that I could. Um, and uh, yes, I wish you, I wish you, Larry, all the best over the holiday season. I uh, look forward to connecting with you in the new year. Um, and Anne, uh, all the best over the holidays as well to you. It was, it was equally very, very uh, wonderful to meet you, uh, you know, a little while ago. And, and I look forward to seeing you uh, sometime in the new year. You are amazing, and you did a fantastic job. Thank you, George Soros. When we come back, still at Woodbine, track announcer Robert Geller joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine famed Woodbine track announcer Robert Geller joins us for a look back at 2023 and a look ahead to next year. Welcome to the final show of this year, Robert. Thank you so much, Anne. It is unbelievable. It is the final show, and mm. I, I'm honored to be on it. It is. like It just seems like yesterday you were on it, but that was in the middle of summer, I, I believe. Know. It was right around uh, King's Plate. And that. Time but, flies yeah, when you're has. having fun. It has. So, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about 2023, Robert, the season at Woodbine. How was it? I thought it had uh, some very memorable highlights, certainly for a number of barns and a number of horses. You know, I think we've always known that Mark Cassie's been a tremendous trainer. We've always known he's going to win the titles here. But I think the rapidity in which he started off this season with stakes wins was phenomenal. And uh, he had multiple wins out of horses like Fev Rover. Solo album was a huge surprise packet. Uh, the winner of the King's Plate, Paramount Prince, did so very well. And uh, we have seen some really young two-year-olds like uh, My Boy Prince for him that were outstanding and ran such a good race, a third in the Breeders' Cup. 
so I think his achievements were very important. Uh, there was a, a breakout jockey, Sahin Savachi, we always knew was going to have a great year. This was his breakout year. No doubt, terrific performance by Kazushi Kimura. He'll be headed to Santa Anita for the off-season. I think he'll do well. We've seen pr- apprentices really come alive. Sofia Vives, uh, Pietra Marin, an up-and-coming apprentice. We've seen some other names, Fraser Abley recently. And we've also seen a depth of success uh, in the ownership ranks for Alan Bill Alwelling, who are supporters of the Kevin Atard barn. He's had a phenomenal season. Very nice couple of horses that are eye-catching for him. Uh, and also uh, Bruno Schickerdans is a leading owner. So these are just some generalized feelings I have. But, you know, I, I was on the show with you earlier in the season talking about a horse for the Breeders' Stakes, and it was a winner, touch and ride. And I still believe this is one of the most exciting youngsters on the grounds. As a three-year-old here, going into next season, it will be a mature four-year-old with a lot of depth for improvement. I'm excited about some of these prospects as we look ahead. And is it fair to ask you at this point who you think might be horse of the year? I think that is a fair question because it's going to be up in uh, debate between probably the mayors in terms of, or the Phillies, Fevrova, who is the multiple winner in uh, Woodbine's stakes schedule this year, and Moira, who was a stakes winner and did defeat over here, and she's been previously our horse of the year as a Queen's Plate winner. But this year, I think, because even though she did finish a fantastic third in the Breeders' Stakes, um, my feeling is, I mean, the Breeders' at the Breeders' Cup, I feel that uh, Fevereva might have the edge because she won three times here. And I think for that reason, my particular vote would probably lean towards her whether others agree with that or not, I'm not sure, because the Breeders' Cup result will hold weight. Um, but there are My Boy Prince is a possibility as a horse that ran so very well here and went on to success in terms of placings in the Breeders' Cup juvenile but turf. But look, it's, it's, it's exciting to have choices like that. So we'll see how the, the panel ends up deciding for the uh, sovereign ward. And you could throw in Touch and Ride into the discussion too, no? We could. I think he would be for a certain three-year-old category on the turf as the likely winner there. Mm-hmm. Um, over, uh, I mean, Paramount Prince might be the three-year-old of the year in terms of achievements because of the King's Plate and on the dirt. Um, but uh, it is it is hard because of the fact that some of them excel on one surface and not the other. But they all they've all had you know they've all had uh, a good case to be made for for their achievements. And uh, distances are different for some of them. Like a horse like Touch and Ride is going to excel the longer that that horse runs. Paramount Prince may be challenged as it goes, as he goes to a mile and uh, a quarter. So uh, beyond a mile and a quarter, which was the King's Plate. So Robert, you just mentioned the King's Plate, and and again. So can we look back at that amazing running last summer, but also look forward? We just spoke with George Soros, by the way, uh, and he gave us a little bit of a preview of what next year's King's Plate could look like, and the fact that it's on a Saturday, and all of the, all of the things that are are being pumped into it to make it the most memorable King's Plate ever. What do you what did you think of last year's running or this year's running? Sorry, twenty twenty three. Well, I think what was exciting was that it was a very solid field size. And I think that says that people really still value this race, especially knowing that it's got the longest history of any consecutive stakes race in North America. 
It's such an exciting race for the fans. And to have a 17-horse field and break from the gate down the stretch, that in itself was a spectacle that everyone really wants to see. And the other part is uh, it is a real challenge of uh, horses at that age stretching to a mile and a quarter. And you get horses like the winner of the King's Plate this year who was, to some minds, a little suspicious at whether this horse was just a, a sprinter that has ex- expanded that uh, s- speed to a longer distance or was able to really relax and be more of a, a, a distance horse. And so um, that is always the question. But the King's Plate, uh, the quality is enhanced when we see some of our owners here going out, purchasing really well-bred horses and bringing stallions into this province or other parts of Canada and standing good good size here and using some of the mares that have done so well for owners as their brood mares in the future and bloodlines that are from Ontario have done really quite well in uh, this year's Breeders' Cup. So we're very delighted to see that that program is still working and it's leading to horse participation with syndicates and clearly it's a treasured idea to be able to win a race of such heritage. And there may be just a small possibility that we will actually have a royal here this time, which mm-hmm. would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed and everything that is possible crossed on the body on that one. <laughs> I know. So I, I think, it, I mean, and calling a race like that, I absolutely love it because mm-hmm. it's just such a great feeling, atmosphere and spectacle. Yeah. Do you get nervous at all calling a race like that? You don't. You don't strike me as being a nervous type of guy, anyways. But is there butterflies, or maybe was there butterflies this year because it was the first Kings played in a long time? I think uh, as I started with the Queens play back in 2015. I was nervous at the very first one because the pressure after having just arrived at the track, and I think that as I got to call um, a couple of Kings. Queen's Plates, I started to settle in and started to really, really relish it. Uh, some of my um, feelings towards the big races has changed in the sense that the more big races you get to call at a track like Woodbine, um, it actually gives you more chance to settle in as against a track where you might just have that one big race and all eyes are on. Of course, the Queen's, Queen's Plate, now King's Plate, will still have that, but you'll have stakes races that continue on throughout the year. So I've learned to relax, and I really started to feel enjoyment this year particularly, that I had such a grand-sized field to call. And so there's always a little bit of nerves, but I think I had it tempered, but with a sense of expectation of an exciting race. And I think it was a very exciting crowd because as they turned for home, you could hear them cheering, and that makes me mm. feel really energized, and oh, yeah. I got right into it. <laughs> Are you able to, to tip your hand a little bit? What Do you have a pre-race ritual that you go through either physically or mentally? Not particularly. Uh, I really like to uh, just do two or three things. One is look at the change of the betting and write the odds that change on three occasions before I have a race. I like to put the opening price on next to the horse's name. And then when they're in the post parade, check the price. And then as they go towards the gate, and then as far as identifying horses, I am naming them in the post parade. And then I go through them, making sure that I've got every single horse set out loud to myself without looking at the program at least once or twice before I call the race. And then from that point, um, I almost say to myself, now let's go, 
let go of everything that you've learned and wow. just be in the moment. Do you have a race day breakfast that you always have, particularly the big, anything like that that you do oh, time and, and time again? Oh, that's a good one because <laughs> if I could choose a race day breakfast, and I often share this with my colleagues upstairs, I love to stop off and get fresh bagels really close to where I live, pile on a lot of cream cheese and some fresh slices of smoked salmon, a couple of slices of tomato and cucumber, a dash of pepper, and a nice hot cup of coffee with cream, and I'm delighted to be alive. <laughs> Sounds good. It's bre- breakfast of champions. <laughs> <laughs> but if I don't have that, um, well, I'm still okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want, I want to come back to uh, today's card at, at Woodbine in a bit to get you uh, to give us a couple of handicapping tips. But the doors shut down tomorrow at Woodbine Thoroughbred Meet. What does Robert Geller do? Travel, I'll bet. Well, travel is a big part of it, Anne. That's right, <laughs> because I will go across the border to the States, and uh, I am going to work my way across to uh, be in Hawaii for a little bit, that's a launching pad to go to Australia where I'm going to see my family. Nice. So it's important for me to get down to Australia. So I'll do it in a bit of a step-by-step and take a little bit of a break uh, in terms of freshening up and get some warm weather and then go on to Australia where I can spend time with my family, catch some races there. There is a slight chance that I still haven't got this confirmed, but in the interim, I've been working along with a gentleman who's based in Barbados his name is Sean Hall, who's actually very well known. He's the son of the cricketer Wes Hall, who used to play in the West Indies against Australia. And uh, he's a big fan of bringing people to Barbados. And he would like me to participate in some of the events hmm. that may be held to do with the Barbados Gold Cup at the end of February. And I would love to be able to do that and perhaps see if that could launch us into potentially bringing uh, Canadians across who are interested in having a bit of a sort of winter break for the future. Because I've never been to Barbados, and yet we have a huge Bayesian influence here at Woodbine in the backstretch. And uh, I was also at a function recently that was a fundraiser through the racing industry for food banks just the other night. And there were a couple of uh, grooms who are from Jamaica. And I know a racetrack announcer from Gulfstream, Peter Aiello, went to Jamaica to call a race. And they asked me, you know, perhaps you would like to do the same in the off-season. I said, I, I certainly would if there's a time-wise, no clash. So we'll see if that can happen at some point, because I'd love to discover more of the Caribbean. But I'm really um, also going to be staying present and being able to be up to date for you on my <laughs> Kentucky Derby. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> following Yay. Of, Yay. Of the lead up, because, you know, you, you asked me early and I had to say, okay, and we got mage and I was so delighted. And uh, Masada Gake, to our credit, that horse came back and ran a great second in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah. So. I really love the mystery of Kentucky Derby lit-ups, and this year I'll be watching the sire lines too because you can do futures bets right now on which horse sire, which sire of Kentucky Derby winner is going to be uh, the winning sire. Lots of angles, of course, is always what we want. And can we focus on today's card at Woodbine? So what, what, have, what do you think when you put your handicapping hat on? A couple of picks, Robert. No pressure. <laughs> and no time no pressure. No pressure on this <laughs> program. But, you know, Jay Hawk is a horse that really has not put a foot wrong. And this is race eight, number two for the Mount Cassie Barn. Here's a horse that really will be a short price, is up against a horse in competitive touch who's going to take some money. And maybe there's an interesting angle on a couple of them because Princess Mayfair was a recent winner, 
as was Prima. But I really love the way that Jayhawk has run, and that was a running uh, horse that ran third in the grade three gray stakes, and that was uh, to a horse called Two Ghosts and Piper's Factor, who came into that race with good form. So I think I know that uh, sometimes it's just nice to have a horse that I feel to key, and I'm going to key that horse in race number eight, horse two, Jayhawk. There's another race where it's a very good betting race on the program here, race six, a little earlier. Let's hope we can get some extra cash to bet on to Jayhawk from Force One, Federova. This was a fantastic run last start. A little disappointing two starts ago, but back to uh, that last run, I really thought, although Magical Trick, the winner went by, Federova just seemed to come off the inside and saw that horse and then started to respond. And I think is learning as a two-year-old filly to show maturity, has run to horses that have done well, has to turn the tables on a couple of these, but has the inside gate. And the rail has been so effective at Woodbine in the last part of the season. I think Federova will appreciate the inside post. And they're my two horses for the program on Saturday. Race 6, the one Federova, and Race 8, the two Jayhawk. Bravo. Well, I'm running to the bank to get some money <laughs> so, so, I can, uh, so I can bet these so I can bet these horses today, Robert. Again, but, no pressure, yeah, Robert. <laughs> but, no pressure. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on, Robert, and uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. It's such a pleasure to be on with you every time. Thank you. Happy holidays and happy yep. trails as well, Robert. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. Much appreciated. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's Tony Elliott joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Tony Elliott, Woodbine Entertainment's marketing manager, racing and wagering, is with us now. We're going to talk about all things Woodbine Mohawk Park. Welcome to the show. Always great to have you with us, Tony. How are you? Good. How are you guys? And uh, great to be on again. We are doing good, and let's get right into it, Tony. Uh, pretty good meet at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park this year. Right? Talk about some of the highlights. Yeah, well, it's obviously been a great, great year so far, and we're just kind of wrapping up here, going into the holiday season. But uh, there's certainly been a lot of standouts, including like it's my show winning the Pepsi North American Cup, and that's probably one of the best races of the year. And then obviously uh, one of our local horses tattoo artists winning the Canadian Pacer. We were probably the two highlights for me, but uh, like you said, the racing action has been 
been great and uh, it certainly has been carrying on into the the fall sauce winter here there's a lot of good uh, racing and good quality racing going on too so as the marketing manager racing and wagering what does a really good year at woodbine mohawk park mean to you we certainly track our wagering numbers pretty closely and in our live product is doing very well so we're certainly happy with that and, and obviously the racing teams have been putting on uh, fantastic carts so that certainly certainly makes my job a little bit easier when we're trying to push the product out to like obviously across Canada and then my team also works on uh, across North America too in the remotes markets. Uh, Lindsay Baxter does that um, for the Woodbine team so that's, everything's going well in that in that regard in terms of wagering so we're certainly happy with that and then the way the, the excitement is and obviously you guys see it on social media people are certainly enjoying the product and yeah. and obviously the, all the big state days they're, they're certainly taking it in and the crowds have been really good this year so it's certainly been a positive year all around and obviously looking to 2024 to make it even better. And you're doing something different this year, right, Tony? Uh, like you guys used to shut down at Woodbine Mohawk Park for a week or so at Christmas time, and then open up on um, Boxing Day and have your big Boxing Day uh, day. You're going right through now, correct? Yeah. So I think it's been the second year that uh, the schedule has been this. Is like we race through the holidays, and then um, then we take at the end of March we take a, a break, which right. is still um, yet to be verified. Uh, and approved by the HGCO, so that's not not official yet, but that's typically when we take a, a week break, and it just kind of works out better because they kind of want to transition the track from a winter track to kind of a spring-summer track, um, so it just gives them a week to get everything up, and then obviously maintenance to get everything ready for summer, and then uh, there's obviously a lot of money around the holiday time for people sitting at home betting and things like that at their Christmas parties. I know my family does. <laughs> I don't know if everybody does or not, but... And so there's lots of lots of uh, people are betting through the holidays, so it's it's good to be able to provide a product for people to play, and, and obviously we want to take advantage of that from the business side. And so, speaking of betting, uh, do both HPI Bet and Dark Horse fall under you, Tony? Yeah, yeah, I look, I take care of the marketing for that. So all the all the promotions you see on HPI Bet and all the marketing for it, I look after that, and then I also work on a lot of our big uh, stake race campaigns. Uh, so any of that creative stuff that you see out there promoting our races, I, I either uh, lead it or I certainly am working on it with other teams. And would that include the Mohawk Million won by TCI this year? Yeah, we, I certainly was part of working on that, and that would, turned out to be a great great race. And my, my buddy Mark McKelvey gave an incredible call on, the, on that race. I, I want to go back to HPI Bet and, and Dark Horse for a minute. Uh, how has business been? I, I know the, the numbers are, are, are good on, on both of them, aren't they? Yeah, it's certainly been going well, and, and we saw, um, we were just talking about this internally a couple of days ago, is just like how the transition has happened from like the brick and mortar and on-site to the online wagering. Obviously, through COVID, everyone kind of did that transition over, and it was it was up to 90% of the total uh, wagering was done through HPA Bet uh, through COVID, and it's, it's come down a little bit, but it's still 60% of our all of our wagering obviously on track, and obviously our Champions Network is makes up the other 40%, but 60% is still... Um, it's still online, which before COVID, uh, it was like maybe 40%. So it's, we certainly saw a transition and, and we're certainly uh, pushing the online uh, features. And obviously it's a fantastic platform, which is recognized throughout the world for, for being one of the best ADWs out there. And what do you think is fueling the fire and the thirst for betting when it comes and wagering when it comes to horse racing, in particular standard bread? Well, I think there's the quality of the product. I think people are really, really recognizing Woodbine Mohawk Park is a is a fantastic place to play, and I think that's why people are, are starting to consume it all over the world, and, and I think that's going to continue, and I think that's just a compliment for, like I said, to the, how, how good the racing has been, and, 
and people are certainly looking at ways to get involved and just the online part of that just makes it so much easier for people to get involved like before like you used to have to go to the track or go to an otb to get involved but now it's like any good racing around the world you can basically partake on it on hga bet so it's, it works out really really well you cut your teeth at uh, clinton and, and western fair tony and then moved over to the the bigger stage of uh woodbine uh was there a uh, like some growing pains for you or, or did you just kind of just walk right into it and uh, uh, like like your old home week, I guess you could say, right? <laughs> yeah, like I think it's it's definitely a different, um, it's like Woodbine's a fairly big corporate organization versus uh, being at some of the smaller tracks. Obviously the resources are a lot uh, more significant at Woodbine. So it just, and you get to work on the all the leading um, things in the in the industry. So, I mean, I think it's the, a great spot to be at uh, Woodbine and, and I don't think there was too much growing pain it was just kind of getting in the, the rhythm of how, how they operate and it, it's I think I picked it up fairly quick and it, it turned out really well to, and I'm glad I made the move. And where did your interest come from in horse racing in general but particularly the trotters particularly standard bred? Well I grew up in uh, obviously in Ontario here like and going to all the big state races with my dad and, and they were they were standard bred people so they that's what I kind of uh, um we went to the most uh didn't really go to too many thoroughbred races growing up but uh, obviously that, that's changed quite a bit with what my job is now but mm-hmm. uh yeah i know i grew up in the uh, just going to standard trucks so that's kind of where the, the love of the game came from you're also president of the canadian chapter of the united states harness riders association talk about this and how you how did you become involved with them boy that's a mouthful i know it's <laughs> <laughs> a big job big job yeah <laughs> So I was the president of the chapter for the last two years. Mark McKelvey just just took over, actually, and so he okay. he'll uh, run with the baton for the next next year, anyways, and then uh, whoever else takes it from there. But yeah, no, I enjoyed my two years as, as president of the chapter, and we get to be involved with nominating people to the Dan Patch Awards and things like that. So it's really a great organization to be a part of, and we have a great group of obviously writers and uh, different media people that are part of that. Can you explain your passion for harness racing? I know that where it's come from, but what is it about that particular branch of horse racing that intrigues you and keeps you interested? Once you're involved with it, it's just like you get the bug, and then like once you start just get a taste of it, you just want to you just want to have more and more of it, and so you just once you get into it, you just kind of you get to know the ropes and you get to know everyone involved with it, and then I think you're just you're just kind of hooked on it. It doesn't really go away, so it's like it's not you don't have to make the decision to watch watch uh, horse racing every day, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just something that comes fairly natural in my life now. I know a lot of people are like that too. Just once you get the love of the sport, you just you don't really think about it anymore. It's just something you want to do every day. Earlier, you mentioned about the Dan Patch Awards, but coming closer to home, the O'Brien Awards. Let's put you on the spot. Who's horse of the year? Uh, I think Sylvia Hanover. <laughs> I think she. I think she's. Uh, she did a lot for the for Canadian harness racing. Obviously, like she's she went all over North America. And, and uh, basically won everything except, I think, except for one race. So, I mean, she was, and she made a break around the final turn, <laughs> a bit of a speed break there at uh, Pocono. But, no, she was she was unbelievable this year. And I think we were certainly proud that, uh, obviously, Canadian driver, trainer, and uh, owners were, were part of that uh, campaign. Interesting. And, and, you know, we talk a lot and often about Sylvia Hanover. What, what do you think will be her path in 2024? It sounds like they're bringing her back. So, I think, like, she'll be, she'll be a top... Uh, top mare in the age mare rank i think like and i think she'll actually like it better because like she 
being such a such a talent in the three year old Philly pace, like I think she was she was almost too good for for some of the stakes she was in. Like obviously Twinbee Joe Fresh was was good and would give her a run every once in a while, but Sylvia was so good that she had to like Bob always had to put her in some tough spots just because when you're a one to nine favorite, you shouldn't sit sit at the back. And so she didn't really like to lead at all, but Bob obviously did a tremendous job to win the races that they did. Um, but I think like when they go to the age ranks, there's going to be a lot more speed in there, and there's going to be a lot more for her to chase. And so I think she's going to be even better next year because she's just going to she's going to be able to race her preferred racing style rather than just racing like as a one to nine favorite should, which is not always the is the is the spot that they want to be. But that's just the reality of being uh, the the better's choice. Well, you were, you were talking about Bob McClure, who had a good year, and James Mack had a very good year. Uh, was there somebody, some driver, that really 2023 was a real breakout performance for them? I think Tyler Borth, obviously. Uh, um, I, I know him well with when I worked at Western Fair, and uh, he's cut his teeth there, and, and now he's obviously getting a full lineups at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and he's just, he got a drive in the elimination for the British Count, and so he's I think he's going to surpass, or he has surpassed four million in earnings this year, and he'll be number one or two in uh, wins. So he's he's certainly stepped up to the plate, and just the last couple of years, similar to James, just kind of came out of the the pandemic and just found a new set of confidence and and started commanding some really top talent. So he's he's certainly taken off, and I think I'll think he'll be a top five driver at Woodbine Mohawk Park in the next couple of years. Can you give us an overview of what the winter season is going to look like at Woodbine Mohawk Park? As far as stakes actually gets fairly quiet, but there's lots going on. Obviously, the valedictory is going right now for three-year-old Colt Pacers, which which tends to bring board some nice Colts into next year, and 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 we tend like sometimes see them in preferred ranks down the road. Um, but yeah, obviously through the winter, some some good racing still in the preferreds every week, and preferred trots and preferred paces and things like that. And there's lots of series, and then. Um, in the springtime, there the, there's some bigger series coming uh, coming up that are going to bring a lot of talent out, like the New Holland series, uh, that basically is for high high level pacers and trotters, either in the preferred or just just under preferred. So it's it's certainly lots to look forward to in the springtime, but there's lots of action and, and great racing between now and then. Well, we've talked about Tyler Borth and and TCI's performance and Tyler's performance on the track and that. Was there any other surprise performances at Woodbine Mohawk Park this season, Tony? One of the cool ones was uh, Were We Vital. The weather was just perfect, and he just went down the road 46-4. and four. It was just He's just been one of those horses that just has shown wicked speed every time he gets an opportunity. So he's he races hard, and, and when they when they put him on the lead, he's, he's incredibly tough. And he just like went down the road by himself, basically up by 10 lengths, if I remember correctly, but in 46-4 and four or so. It was it was certainly an incredible performance, and it certainly stuck out in my mind. What would you say is you you work on both sides on, on the thoroughbred and the standardbred side? What's the biggest difference promoting the thoroughbred product and the harness one? The broadness of of the thoroughbred industry is a lot different than standardbred. Like standardbred obviously is a big industry, but thoroughbreds would be two to three times bigger with just the reach of it. It's like a lot more standardbreds. Obviously, is is worldwide in Sweden and different things like that, but it doesn't connect as much. Um, like obviously there's some top horses that come over here and sometimes our horses go over there for the leap off and different races like that. But for thoroughbreds, it's horses are flying all over the world all the time. Mm. And so like, even like for our Canadian international wood by mile and things like that, like horses are flying in from France, Ireland, England, um, Japan, it doesn't matter where they're all flying in from everywhere. So it's just, you're not just looking at, uh, um, a small market. It's a, it's a worldwide market. And I think standardbreds becoming that, but, 
it's just the different ways you look at it because there's so many different markets that you have to be conscious of when you're when you're doing these type of campaigns. All in all, horse racing is pretty darned exciting. Thank you so much for for pumping it up for us as well. Tony Elliott, Woodbine Entertainment's marketing manager, racing and wagering. Just a pleasure to have you on the show. And Larry and I and Phil, our producer, we all wish you the very best in 2024. And thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Chip Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Lucky Larry gives us his final for this year, Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. I can't wait to hear well, thanks, Ann. Let's start at uh, Woodbine. They have a 10-race card today, with tomorrow being their closing day of the 2023 thoroughbred season. Race 3 today, though, is a maiden optional claimer, 6.5 furlongs on the Tapita surface, purse of $49,600 for two-year-old fillies. Nine fillies have been entered in this very uh, testy field, you could say. Number 8, Birchbark, could offer some value in this race. First off, many handicappers will swear that one of the most impressive and progressive betting angles is a horse making their second lifetime start. And that's what we have here. 
Birch Bark debuted at Woodbine in a maiden special weight on October 21st and basically lost all chance at the start, where she hopped and spotted her rivals about a five-length head start over a speed-favoring surface. Birchbark was a well-beaten seventh in that race, and it should also be noted that Birchbark was running willingly in the stretch. Today we have a drop-in class, two back-to-back three-furlong works, and a trainer, Elizabeth Elder, who has won at a 22% clip with maiden two-year-olds making their second start during the past five years with an ROI of $2.41. I think it's upset time. Woodbine Race 3, number 8, Birchbark. Aqueduct has a 10 race card today, and race 6 is an allowance event for New York breads. Three-year-olds up and up, seven furlongs on the dirt, purse of 75000 A full field of 11 have been entered, including number 5, Rocket and Roll, a three-year-old Bulldoro colt from the Brad Cox barn who goes turf to dirt today. Rocket and Roll raced very wide, or very well, I should say, despite being bumped at the start in his last start on November 16th, and in fact took the lead at the top of the stretch only to weaken late and finish fourth. Since that start, Brad Cox has worked this guy twice since and is 27% with horses making their second start off a layoff of 45 to 180 days and 29% with horses going turf to dirt and 30% horses going route to sprint. Brad hires friend of the show jockey Javier Castellano today, and together the pair are 27% combined in 2022 and 2023. Aqueduct Race 6, number 5, Rocket and Roll. Gulfstream Park has an 11 race card today, including the 2-mile H. Allen Jerkins handicap on the turf. Race 8, though, is also a turf event, a maiden special weight at a mile for two-year-old fillies, a purse of $70,000. A very competitive field of 12 have been entered, including number 9, Hidden Presence, from the Graham Motion Barn. His last race was the best buyer speed rating on the page from his last start. And in that race, Hidden Presence left from the tricky 12 post at Keeneland, but did close nicely for third in that event. Graham Motion has worked this girl three times since that uh, first event, and, and he hires Hall of Fame jockey John Velasquez to ride. Hidden Presence, and that's a huge angle in itself the first time Johnny Velasquez angle. There looks to be some speed signed on today for Hidden Presence to close into, and this filly shouldn't have an issue with the Gulfstream surface today, as she's had three starts to date, all at different racetracks, and hasn't missed the board with a second and two-thirds to date. Gulfstream Park, race eight, number nine, Hidden Presence. Woodby Mohawk Park has an 11 race card tonight. Race seven is a one-mile pace, purse of $12,000. A field of 10 are set to go behind the starting gate, including number seven, Sweet Diesel, who raced huge from the 10 hole last week, where he was 14 and a half lengths behind at the quarter after getting away last off the gate. He did close well to finish fourth with a back half in 55 and four. The race before this, Sweet Diesel was a closely beaten third as favorite and does come into tonight's race off a short rest of five days and does retain the services of friend of the show, Bob McClure. Sweet Diesel is lightly raced this year with tonight being his fifth start of the year, so there's lots to like tonight. Woodbine Mohawk Park, race seven, number seven, Sweet Diesel. Season's greetings to everybody and lots of winners in 2024. Thank you so much, Larry. What a memorable year, and thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It's been fantastic, and I will see you next year. Take care. And a big shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark, and and...
all the best to you in the new year. And goodbye and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a little reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, a new one was recently released. Please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And please do not forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and donate to this worthy cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.